go. How's your mic? Check, check, one, two, check, check. All right. I feel like i got to turn myself up, but I always feel that way because I talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've heard that you're coming loud, although I don't know if it's just my headphones, but I feel like I'm coming in louder than I, you are today. I do feel the same way. I do feel like you're coming in a little louder. I'm just going to adjust some shit because <clears throat> last time we recorded, we had lots of people with us, so uh, it kind of... Yeah. Everything got reset. <laughs> I know that felt weird, like yeah. recording. I don't know if it's just the new headphones that I'm wearing right now, but it, like it all feels different in my head. Oh yeah, it just it just um, it seals in the sound so much better. Mm. Just so much less coming in. And of course, I lent my kids a pair of um, the loaners that we have, like yep. the cheapies that I got for like fifteen, sixteen bucks or whatever. And of course, that morning she broke the auxiliary port into her ipad and she's like i was pulling it out i'm like i looked i'm like no it snapped sideways i i, I recognize <laughs> things so but I mean, she was feeling horrible and, and as she should i want her to feel bad about breaking shit but at the same time hey everybody what's up <laughs> this is uh mike biker mike that is Devin, kickstand brawn and we are the blue collar philosophers and you are listening to the blue collar philosophers podcast i almost said falafels the falafels <laughs> i know it's it's a uh, it's a hard word to say i feel for you yep. philosophers is uh it's one of those 20 dollar words and and if you're not a 20 dollar man yeah it's you're, you're gonna stumble on it we have been accused of using too big of words i have you hang out with some people and they're like what what sorry what does quit. that mean <laughs> quit, quit, talking. quit talking like a faggot as said <laughs> in idiocracy we yes. are quoting a movie we can say it as much as we want to <laughs> as long as you're quoting somebody else you wouldn't believe the things you should hear oh, this new rap song funny. i heard <laughs> how many n-words in it oh just, just continuous i'm not doing it <laughs> oh that's funny <clears throat> So we had a little bit of a break because, um, well, you were in chat when, and we just didn't have time to record. So we took a, oh, it feels like two weeks, but we had some in the bank, so yeah, it kind of made but life it easier. it really has only been a week and a couple days. That's right. Yeah. It just felt like a long week, I think. I think, yeah. It was a long week. I was working all week, away from home. Yeah. Nothing to do but work and sleep. So Work and sleep. Did you watch that new um, Rick and Morty that I told you about? Yes, Fucking I did watch that. So funny. The whole, oh, the whole meta full thing. Metal, what is it called? Full Metal Rick. Full Meta Rick Jack or something? Rick Jack, yeah. yeah. Jack Rick. Jack Rick. Full yeah, metal Full Jack Meta Rick. Jack Rick. So funny. The whole thing was just an entire fourth wall break. Oh, yeah. They, it was... Uh, <coughs> I think it was one of their best episodes. Just, uh, yeah. I can't say that. Not. I don't even think that cracks top ten for me. Really? I think it's one of the funniest episodes they've done. But I don't. I don't judge. Know. I don't judge best by how funny it is when it comes to Rick and Morty. Okay. Like the end of Pickle Rick was great, but. Yeah, end of Pickle Rick was great. Some of the Citadel episodes have been amazing. I really yeah. enjoyed the first episode of the season. But, uh, like, this one was absolutely freaking hilarious. But I'm a a sucker for fourth wall breakers. And that was just an entire episode of self-aware shit. What I liked liked about it it was it was being self-aware about how self-aware it is (laughs) and also kind of being like, this is kind of a bullshitty hack thing to do. And we do (laughs) it all the time. (laughs) I think that's what I loved about it. There was just this dynamic. Because I... 
again, if you're a sucker for Deadpool, you'll be a sucker for this. And I am. And even though the Deadpool movies have fallen flat on me twice, I'm sorry, but they weren't as good as they could have been. There are moments of it that are quite good. But overall, it's like the, the um, what's that, uh, Venom movies? Yeah. They fall flat on me. I'm yeah, like, they're they, fine, they're good, but... Yeah, I think it's true. Like, the, the two Deadpool movies, like, the first one I enjoyed a lot more than the second. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe because it was fresh, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like, you know, they, sometimes they drop the ball from being like wacky off the wall, like crazy Deadpool shit. And then just went to straight normal superhero tropes. Yeah. I'm like, ah, you could have been, could have been better. I think Ryan Reynolds Deadpool would work better in another movie, if he wasn't, if it wasn't a Deadpool movie. Oh, so like a complimentary and yeah, role if he if he was primary. doing a support character where he could pop in and just steal just the show for like moments and scenes and parts, and yeah. you come away being like, oh frick, that was awesome. Yeah, it, it would make the movie better. Yeah, knowing that hey, because it's not about Deadpool, yeah. but he the, just the made Deadpool it. movies, like the part that they really fail is trying to make them relatable. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. it's you know it's the the parts with like oh the let me the, 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 the humanizing part yeah. of him it's like, like oh, oh my girlfriend my my girlfriend thinks i'm too ugly now oh it's just like oh, it's the I real bitchiness of i it. didn't come to watch deadpool for this emo shit yeah <laughs> you know like the parts where it kind of forgets about the plot and he's just doing weird deadpool shit yep yep that was the, that was the best yeah <laughs> and then it gets back to the plot you're like oh oh, I'm oh right i'm disappointed about this story here <laughs> Yeah, and that's where even even the Venom <laughs> one, I'm like, oh, it was it. I thought it was going to be better than it was, but maybe that's my fault. It's my fault for expecting more from them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So you spent a weekend, and now that we got to get back to, so you were working, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep, and just. Yep, it is what it is. Yeah, um, that's just part sometimes. Of life. Sometimes you just got to do that to to make bucks. Yeah, and I'm sure you did. You made a couple there. That, oh. Because there's nothing else to do where you were working. I'm sorry, but this... No, Chetwin? No, Chetwin? Hell no. Like, there's nothing to do there. <sighs> yeah. You can't go... To, well, do you go to movies? I mean, alone? unless you do drugs. Oh, drugs are great. <laughs> Just kidding. I've never done hard drugs. <laughs> yeah, so I, I found myself, you know, working, sleeping. Uh, actually busted out a book where I read words on a page. What? Haven't done that in a friggin' while. <laughs> did, you, did you have to sound them out? <laughs> it felt weird. I realized that I may need reading glasses soonish. No, really? I'm not there yet. I don't know if it's just me, like, not being used to focusing on, on books on a page. Yeah. But, yeah, I was actually like, oh, this is actually, like, you know, I'm feeling it, and my the front of my head feels tense. Yeah. That's, <sighs> what book did you read, if we if you'd like to say? I read C.S. Lewis's The Great Divorce. And I started another one of his books called Miracles. Okay. C.S. Lewis. That's yeah. a, it's a smarter, a smart read. Oh it, man. I, I love that. Like the, the, the great divorce is something I read when I was in high That's school. right. You had mentioned that it was something that really like reawakened <coughs> something or you, how did you put it? You read something that impacted you greatly before, and you reread it, and it, it yeah, like had I, the same I hadn't level. I hadn't read that book since I was in high school, and so for the most part, I forgot a lot about it. And I think in high school, I didn't really, 
I didn't really catch on to the real genius of the book. Yeah. Like I was like, uh, screw tape letters was more fun because screw tape letters is kind of snide and subversive. Yeah. But re- yeah, reading this, I'm like, shit, this may have been one of the best books I've ever read. And like, there was one chapter where it tore through me like a bullet. Yeah. It's just like, oh, oh, that cut to the quick. Yeah. Like is, yeah, it was, uh. Uh, man, I almost feel like we should do, like I should make you read it <laughs> or listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we could just do a, a podcast okay. on We'll have to do that. Itself. I don't, I don't want to hijack this one more than we ha- have already, yeah. but at the same yeah, time. Yeah, there's just a whole conversation that even goes into talking about what about it ripped, <laughs> ripped me apart. Oh, really? And I think it even ties into what we're doing here with the podcast and stuff too. Which, Interesting. Yeah. Okay, now I really got, I got to start going more C.S. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is, like, I mean, a lot of people think Narnia. They think, oh, the, fuck. they think you know, like, ch- these children's books with, you know, very pointed metaphor to them. And, like, those books have a genius to themselves. Like Yeah, well, how, yeah, you can't capture an audience the way that he did without having some level of genius. Yeah. And, like, those books... Uh, we've been listening in audio form with my son mm-hmm. when we go for drives and put on put on that, or we sit and sit at home and do a puzzle, listen yep. to that. And I found like, okay, the those those movies fucking suck. Yeah, they don't do it justice. Not even close. Yeah, I'm not a. Uh, I tried watching them and it's just they're no, they just they're junk. It's <clears throat> yeah. It's they, a, it's it's a, a um. I don't even want to use the words. Because they're too vile to describe what Hollywood did. Of, of, uh, yeah, it's yeah. just not a justification to his work. No, and, and they, his his mind is th- those movies. They they are junk. But like a lot of his books, like like those those Narnia ones, they're written for kids. They're meant to be enlightened kids' books. Yeah. The rest of his work is either like hardcore theological philosophy. Or, like, uh, stories geared towards adults that have a lot of philosophical dialogue. Hmm. And it's not like, it's not like, let's say, uh, oh, man, who's that Russian author that did, like, the Blood Brothers? Oh, yeah. Um, and I had Pride it. and Prejudice and stuff. Dostoevsky. Yeah, Dostoevsky. yeah, it's not as dense as Dostoevsky. Like, Dostoevsky, like, I tried, and I'm like, okay, I'm not here. <laughs> like, like the one book is like a 20 hour listen yeah like on on audible i'm like okay i can't hold my attention yeah. that much c.s lewis is so much more concise a writer yeah you know doskieski has his own magic that oh, yeah. lewis doesn't have but lewis has something very specifically himself that is it's coming back to it as a as an adult post apostasy it is very very good for me oh that's good it's always nice to have something that you can listen to that really rattles your cage once in a while. Yeah, rattles your cage, gives you good, like, lines of reason to help with things that you struggle with. Or even, like, what I found with him is, especially with the the novels, they've ignited a part, part of my imagination that it turned off about higher things. Oh. That's nice. That is nice. That is very nice. All right, we're gonna have to 
sidetrack most of that conversation. Just yeah, that's like, another thing. Let's talk more. about monk shit. Let's talk about monk shit. And I wish <laughs> not monkeys throwing their shit I about a literal sister full of shit that have came out of the bottom of monks. So if you didn't think we could get dirty in this one, we're gonna go so dirty. Yeah, you ready to talk some shit? All right, so ah. let's. <laughs> we should title this one "Talking Shit" or "Holy Shit." <laughs> All right, so I was listening to a podcast called The Constant, and um, he the 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 guy who uh, does this one. He refers to Aristotle as fucking Aristotle. Anytime he ever talks about Aristotle, he doesn't even use who. Yeah, word, I like, heard Ugh. it. I heard it like twice in the fifteen-minute clip you sent me. Yeah, fucking Aristotle, and this is just the way he refers to him <laughs> because he just is so <laughs> not caring about the halo effect. Halo effect that uh, that Aristotle carried on himself of uh, oh, he must he's good at one thing, so he must be good at everything else, and he just does. Oh, like not Peterson. Call it. <laughs> I, I, a lot of people assume that I don't give him the same credence, and but the problem is, I don't think Peterson uh, believes that himself. I don't think he's he, he's he's drank his own Kool Aid. People ask him questions, and he'll try and answer it to the best of abilities. But he's like, I'm I love, not I love this. how right now you're sitting there propping up his halo. Like, ah, you're nope. holding it. You're you're nope. lifting his halo up there. It's like, no, guys, no. He's really humble. He's fucking humble, and so are his listeners. No, I'm saying he doesn't have that. I'm saying he's not. He I know. Not. You're doing it right now. I know. And I, I you're, think... You're in, propping up his halo effect. There are things that he can't know and doesn't know. I'm, I'm not. I'm saying he doesn't know some oh things. Oh, my gosh. Where I'm other people... Too much fun with this. <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, I listened to the, uh, the Constant Podcast. It's the history of getting everything wrong. And I, I have recognized something. People love looking at history and saying everything is wrong all the time. Any history podcast are like, oh, we all thought this. So mm -hmm. the common held narrative of most history is being hijacked right now. Yeah, 100%. It, but it might be, but so, some of it might be right. They might not be wrong in yeah. this area. It's like, yeah. oh, no, it and must thing be is, wrong. It's the, always yeah, wrong. I know. The thing with it is, like, it's like it's almost like one of those unfalsifiable, like, strains of argumentation, right? Like, if you just say everything in history is false because only the victors wrote it and the victors are the oppressors, therefore everything in history is false <laughs> because of your character. Yeah. Or because, yeah, you won, like, so obviously yeah. you're wrong. Yeah, you won, so you're wrong. You know, if, if that's just the lens you view every historical fact through, yeah. every historical movement, every empire, every church, every... Everything. Everything. If, if, if you view everything through yeah. that. Yeah, like you're, you're just in your mind, you're always right, and there's nothing you can say to dispute that because anything you bring as a fact to dispute it is oh, yeah. history and written by the people that are trying to prop up the false history. Therefore it is false. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you watch them do it. It doesn't matter if you saw it. Like if, if you even recent history, it's like, well, you know, it would, it would, Hitler wouldn't have killed so many people if it weren't for the numbers. <laughs> it's like, what? No. It's, can we not just agree? Yeah. Some things are horrible. Yeah, or so that that maybe we don't you know, know the everything. Old, the old adage is like, if we forget history, then we're doomed to repeat it. Yeah, that goes right out the fucking window. Yeah, as soon as you say all history is is a lie, is a lie. Yeah, then you're doomed. <laughs> you are doomed to repeat those things. Yes. 
So, so you know, you have to be able to discern some truth. Yes. Now, with that being said, this is a podcast that does go on that line of history of thing getting things wrong. But he doesn't say, hey, everything was wrong. He's saying, no, we have a history of getting things wrong. Here's what it is. Yeah, and he talks about he's, he's how presenting we've a, done things He's presenting a real factual historical event that happened. It's just one of those things where it's like, I bet you never heard of this one. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, he brought something up in an episode that I had never heard before. And it, I, I had to send it to you. I couldn't not, not think about it. I'm like, oh, there is so much in this text, in this story, that brings forth so many things that I'm like, we got, we got to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wikipedia calls it the Erfurt Latrine Disaster. Erfurt Latrine Disaster. I don't, I don't have a German accent. I don't know how to say it. You are German-ish. Esque? Esque. Like, it's, I don't even know if I'm German. Cause, like, the book that I... The book that, oh, right, yeah, uh, that has family, our, family our family journal. lineage in it, yeah. it, it mentions Sweden... I know they'd moved to Germany for a little bit to flee persecution in Sweden, but then they moved over to Denmark or, or a place close to it, and then yeah. from there to Canada. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's a Braun is a Germanic name, but I have no idea how much of whatever. Like, I'm not. F- my lineage is not German. Yeah. Which is which is an odd thing. Like, I don't know. I know. Everyone, I, everyone associates always, the last name Braun with German. Yeah. I always assumed German, but nope. It's that was, that was just a small stop. Everyone assumes you know, that, oh, I'm France-French, or yeah. at least some lineage of France. It's like, no, we're Belgian-French, which is, at one point, a region very close to France and very affected by France, but at the same time, wasn't France. It was still not fucking French. Still <laughs> technically French, but at the same time, I don't I know. Would, I, I would literally tattoo that on your forehead. No, I'm Belgian-French. <laughs> I'm Belgian-French. <laughs> you know the beer, the good stuff, Belgian moon. Chocolate. 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 Yeah. Also, the Congo hand trade. Yeah, yeah, we did that shit. Oh, that'd be small oh there's so... That would be very, very small tattoo writing. Did you ever hear about the Bel- the Belgian hand trading? No. Or no, the, the, in the Congo. You see, Belgian didn't actually um, take over the Congo. They, they managed it. And they were like, oh, we need to prove that you've done this <laughs> out of the other. So they would force people to bring in hands as currency or something. I don't know. It was all fucked up. It's really bad. Like I don't like now you think of Belgium as like where? Where? Who? Who? What? For a time like post I think it'd be like post the Middle Ages, Belgium became one of the European superpowers. Oh yeah. Like they were one of the the continental colonizers. They they had a fleet. They went to different parts of the world. They never got into colonizing that. They never got deep colonization. They they left that to Britain. They left that to France. They did not go hard. They probably got out competed on that. Oh yeah, they just couldn't do it, and they were like, oh, and then and then they finally had the opportunity, and the king of Belgium, which is probably a relative of mine. Technically, yeah, I do come from that lineage, and oh, you have inbreeding. inbreeding. I have inbreding. Sorry, I mean royalty. <laughs> royalty. Sorry, uh, royal inbreeding. Yeah, no, they they uh, they just they were timid, and they were like, oh, we don't really want to <laughs> colonize, but we'll manage for you, and it just will really count as beta bullshit. Managing. And uh, <laughs> I come from a long line of betas. Uh, <laughs> I know there's three of you out there, like. 
Yep. <laughs> See that? <laughs> my I don't know why exactly. My brothers three, but... are the only people who listen, and then some other guy who doesn't know he's related. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're talking about the Latrine disaster. In Yemeni. Yemeni. This happened in the 1100s. It was, I think, 1184. Yes. All right, so... So, paint the scene. There is It's 1184 glorious. in the mountains of Germany. <laughs> you read the text more than I did, so I'm just going to... You feel, feel the lines in which I'm wrong. Okay. A bunch of monks were building... Uh, Holy men. <laughs> from the hills of Germany. German holy men. Sure. All right, let's go with that. Can they be holy? Sure. Uh, they were building, what do they call there? A monastery? A monastery. Yeah, they were building a monastery. and they a place in the woods be. and the hills to worship. <laughs> this is my trailer voice. He's going to lose his voice. It's going to be very funny. See how long I can keep it up. All right, so they're building a monastery, and they were like, hey, do you know what we need? A shitter. A glorious shitter for the ages. Not just a regular shitter like everyone else has, which is like a... We're going like to bore we're gonna, deep into the ground, <laughs> close to hell, to Hades himself. We're not going to have like Send a, our excrement to Hades. A 1970s northern BC shitter. That's they say like hell is a prison locked from the inside. Now we know why. You're going to have to tell the story then. <laughs> Sorry. I won't interrupt you. I'm far too polite for that. To beta. So beta. <laughs> so okay. They made a shitter inside as opposed to outside, and they had to create a pit, a, a cesspool of sorts, which is literal. Yeah. A cesspool. A cistern, cesspool. So you can either have a shitter that shits on the outside of the building and falls on whoever's out there, or you can have an outhouse in the middle of no outside, but that's for monks. They don't have time for that shit. Yeah. Or you can have a cistern. <laughs> You know, in, in the building, mm-hmm. so you don't have to go far to, to relieve yourself. Yep. And the bigger you make it, the less often you have to clean it out, which was always the math. If you're going to build a latrine, the math you did was, how often do I want to have to clean this out? Yes. If we build it small and shallow, then we have to clean, we'll have it, to more clean often. it often, but it won't be such a big job. If we build it deeper, we have to go in there less often. But on the few times we do, it's, it's going to be a shit job. ton of work. And these guys, they decided to skip that. <laughs> just make <laughs> To make it. it as big as possible. Therefore, it would theoretically never have to be uh, emptied. Or when it did, it's not going to be their fucking problem. It's going to be generational problem later or it could be something where it naturally kept a level like there's such a thing as seepage oh yeah yeah that's true evaporation like it's not always going to be like (laughs) constantly filling it's not taco tuesday every like all the time i mean they didn't even have tacos they're german yeah they just have no blood sausage instead blood sausage there you go (laughs) that's so much better uh, sausage links. Oh, they didn't have Taco Bell. If they had Taco Bell, I'm pretty sure they had to make it way... The seepage would have been better, but it's... Yeah. Seepage. <laughs> 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 All right. So, oh, <clears throat> I just think of the dysentery and everything else that goes with, yeah. you know, you know water. And and an indoor latrine, I, it probably would have been in, at that time a fairly novel idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, but technically it would have been a huge technological step forward 
like to be able to do that. I mean, like that is the, that's the, the stepping stone to what we do now. Like we poop in a room that's 20 feet from your kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's normal. We, we have, we have uh, delegated our poop management to to the plumber fairies, to the plumber fairies in the city. We're like plumber fairy and city. Take care of this for me. And we pay them. They've they've yet to to leave me a, you know, uh, coins or, or uh, toonies or loonies or, or anything like that, like the Tooth Fairy does, so fuck them. <laughs> but <laughs> I fact, guess if they're taking them. my shit away, then... I think it's a fair trade. Fair trade. I think it is a fair trade. All right. I still, I think there should be, so should be something in it for us. We get our shit taken care of. I'm so, <laughs> I, I digress. I, <laughs> if they're fairies, come on. You can say the same thing about your tooth. Like, yeah, yeah you dispose about my tooth. You know, yeah, the, yeah that good. is the fair trade. Thing this the was the, honestly not a lot of effort for me to just throw this in the trash, but you're gonna take care of it. Okay, you're gonna pay no me, harm and then a, you're and gonna throw it in the trash. They pay you because they're benevolent, loving no. fairies. <laughs> Actually, the story, like the actual myth, mythos of fairies, of tooth fairies, is terrifying. They're <gasps> evil little shits. We got to go into those. We got to go into all the fairies. Um, <coughs> you want to you go into the fairies? Oh, so hard. <laughs> We're going to talk about fairies one of these days. Looking at you, Will. Just kidding. <laughs> I love you. It was a joke. <laughs> Anyways. It, it's a rip. It was... Uh, all right. So, anyway. <laughs> so, where were we? <laughs> We're oh, okay. We were talking about the math you have to do when figuring out what to do for a latrine, yeah. especially one indoors. Yeah, new concept, novel concept. Oh yeah, and so they created this cesspool that would go underneath. And I don't know. I just assume all of Middle Ages, eleven hundred, smell like shit all the time. I'm just gonna assume that. Look at it what doesn't England... necessarily have to. I mean, like if you vent it off to the side, yeah, then if they vent it properly or just have it. But at the same time, you're still gonna have a pool of shit inside your building, but it's contained. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's all. It's great. Anyways, so there was a bunch of kings and royalty and uh, lords that had to do a meeting, and they had to find a central location. And they said, hey, there's these monks. They're neutral because they're monks, <clears throat> so they're not going to kill us, so we're not a threat there. They're not going to poison our food. They're going to make sure that everything's fair because they're neutral territory, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they said, we should do a meeting there. Now, these latrines were built for however many monks there were. Monks are not a... Um, they're not a breeding culture. <laughs> No, no, it's, <laughs> it's almost like a, if you're not familiar with religious institutions or yeah. if you're just a Protestant and you're like, I thought that was a, I thought that was a Tibetan thing in the, in the hills. Yeah. But it's like a, it's like a university, like in the classic middle, middle, medieval sense yeah. for religious teaching. And if you're going to go there, you are basically taking a vow to live a holy life and just spend your, spend your days there. Working, working the, the monastery. Working and the monastery, studying, the studying, praying and working Ment- for, mentorship po- yeah, and all working that for posterity of the church. Like monks, like monasteries were a place where they would let, let's say copy Bibles yep. before there was printing presses and things like that. Yeah. So the, there was a certain level of, <clears throat> uh, of holiness to them. They weren't, weren't there 
so, but they were good grounds for having discussions and having these conferences and to get get togethers and these people they could give to the monastery. So it's a win-win. Don't get poisoned by your enemies and also Mm -hmm. have a place to meet. Yes. So what happened? So this building was built for a few monks. Well, however many monks there were. Not hundreds of noblemen. We'll just use noblemen. Never women. It's fine. (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? I don't. Uh, it, it's the 1100s in in. They Europe. never talked to if if they don't mention it's, it's women the, specifically, yeah. they probably weren't there. No. <laughs> so unless they were servant girls or something. Uh, yeah, and in, in which case they never got mentioned. Or maybe wives. I don't know. Concubine. Yeah. Still. Anyway, not they they weren't the the main reason. They didn't matter, and we're not saying they don't matter. We're saying to them they didn't no, matter. To them. <laughs> they <laughs> matter. Your concubines matter to us. <laughs> Send pictures. Just kidding. Uh, so they go to meet in this meeting hall, and unfortunately, they did not know where the cesspool was located or to what degree their maintenance skills were. Or if they did, they wouldn't have cared. They'd be like, oh, you have a toilet underneath. Cool. That's cool. That's amazing. Good job. How, how good is this floor? How old is it? Oh, who knows? I don't know how long wood lasts. Anyway, so they all these hundreds of, and they say hundreds. There was, uh, does it say how many in the in the, in the written text that you found? Uh, I didn't see it offhand. Now I'm going to say hundreds because I know that between um, sixty and a hundred monks or people died in this meeting because. Because the cesspool had sat for as long as it did, gases, fumes, liquids, humidity, all those things. If, if you know anything about construction, moisture, wood, dryness, just these things rot wood. And the wood rot, and it rot, and it rot. And then you fill a room with a few hundred People. noblemen, yeah. and the floor collapsed. And yes, they fell in. Yes, some people... <laughs> they didn't just, like... Like, it wasn't like it was right under the... No, the place no, they, they, fell they fell adept. They fell down a floor, hit the next floor below them, and then broke that floor, too, and then plunged into the oh, really? pool from there. Yes. I didn't have a complete understanding of that part. I was like, oh, it must have been right underneath. No, so... It did. No, they broke through two floors. That's hilarious. <laughs> time equals tragedy... Or tra- <laughs> time plus yeah. tragedy equals comedy, so... Yeah, and so... Yeah, a bunch of them fell into the cesspool and drowned in holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> drowned in the excrement of however many years. Oh, yeah, decades. Of, Had to be decades. Yeah, of, of, of monk poop. Yeah. And piss. And so they were actually trying to come up with peace talks. This this conference that was happening was like, hey, we should talk about peace because we're all at war. There was a bunch of nations that were at war. Yeah, well, it was too... It was too I think lords or I think it was two lords in Germany. They were at a, just an immense feud. Yeah. And the king at the time, Henry the sixth, I think I'm, I'm trying to go off memory because yeah. I don't have time to sit here and read. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he got wind of how bad the fuse <laughs> was getting. Sorry. Caught wind. He caught <laughs> wind. wind. Of how bad shit was getting. He was downwind of the shit Uh, and called this meeting to to mediate it. Yeah. Yeah. And so because he wanted to get rid of these feuds, well, the survivors were there. And after this event, they were like, we're good. We're good. 
We're fine. Could you imagine going through, like, even if you hated somebody, you survived that. So did they. You'd be like, hey, we have this common bond of this <coughs> horrible thing that we share. And I don't want to talk about it. Do you want to talk about it? Because I guarantee you that's going to get in the history books if we don't settle this shit right now. Oh, I can imagine, though, like, I imagine you had brothers in arms, like, comrades, friends that went down into the into the cesspool there. Like, I mean, like, it wouldn't have just been, like, oh, we can never tell anybody about this. Like, it, it would have been a legitimately, like, disastrous loss of life. Oh, yeah. But could you me- imagine that being the pinnacle or the, 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 the pendulum that swung the nation into war? It would be like, it all started with the disaster of this. It would have been a lot bigger of a deal because I'd never heard of it. You'd never heard of it. Well, as far as I know, you'd never heard nope. about that happening. And as, because a war didn't spring off, in fact, it was diverted because of it, essentially. It, it was diverted because of a horrible disaster in which nobody wants to talk about it. Maybe. I, I know I'm projecting a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, it was recorded. It was recorded because it did happen. But at the same time, it, it would have been a lot bigger of a happening if it had caused a war. If it was like they led us here and they they weren't in the room when it happened. <laughs> but when, when it happens to people of both sides, it's kind of like, well, like this obviously wasn't a trap. Yeah. Like unless it was the king that planned it because he was conveniently in an alcove that was set on stone. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, look where I happen to be sitting." <laughs> Which I mean, you yeah, know, <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. I've heard crazier. Yeah. So anyway, you had thoughts on this whole thing in general, like okay, as, like an apt metaphor. I know you had thoughts, but my thoughts were more. I, I thought about the cesspool itself. Yeah. The the convenience of size, time, and all this stuff of if we make it big enough, we won't have to deal with it right away. Or I and these are monks. These are not these are not men like you and I. They're supposed to be not not altogether learned learned, especially in the aspects of physics and construction. But at the same time, there was a certain uh, cost that had to be paid. That eventually it was going to have to get cleaned and it was going to be cleaned and now if you were to handle your shit properly if you were not to hide something in the fog as Jordan Peterson would put it as to when it was going to be dealt with if you were to face it head on you'd be like I'm going to make this at a moderate size so I'm not wasting more time than I have to but time will come and I will be dealing with this where they said time will come and somebody will deal with this instead of putting it on themselves and saying I'm going to deal with this and these men who were holy men wise I'm I'm projecting a lot of wisdom on these people because they're monks well wisdom in one area does not equal wisdom in another yes but even time of this is going to have to get dealt with I think it would be better to deal with but they also don't have as far as I know don't have a whole lot of history on timelines of when they're going to have to deal with it and so I like to assume that they would have I'd like to hope that they would have thought a bit more about this is going to be a problem. We will deal with it at this point. Mm-hmm. Instead of, hey, let's build it as big as we fucking can <laughs> and we'll deal with it when the time comes. That's not wisdom. Creating a problem. You're creating, a, they were creating a problem and saying, we're going to deal with it one day. Instead of being like, we're going to deal, like, we're going to deal with it and this is the time in which we're allowed to do it. We have a goal. We have a set point. We know it's going to be a problem. We're, we're building a problem. And we're going to deal with it at this point. 
Mm-hmm. And instead of actually having, it didn't seem like they had a timeline, but. I mean, then again, we caught this all from a, it wasn't even 50 minutes. It was a 10 minute portion of a podcast. Yeah. Where the guy was being very like, <laughs> look at this fucking thing. Yes. <laughs> like it's, it's hard true. to get the nuance of what was going on, what was thought about if, if the plans or any discussions about it even survive history past yes. when the place would have been condemned and does, you know, yeah. fall in the disaster. There's a lot we don't know. Yes. Yeah. I just, I, I, I yeah. <coughs> I don't like, if, if you're able to drown in it, there's a problem. That's, I think, where we're at. Where I'm at. You shouldn't be able to drown in it. You should, yes, it should be mucky. It should be horrible. It should be shit. Yes. But if you're capable of drowning in it, I think there's the problem. That's where I'm, I'm losing it. Yeah. You've well, created a, uh, a dragon. Your, your dragon, you've let it get too big. And I mean, I know I lived in a, I've lived in three different places with waste management systems. You can drown in. They're called fucking lagoons. Yeah. Living. They're yeah, all um, over the place. Yes. They're all over the place in the countryside. Yes. Uh, farms, acreages. Like, that's one of the, actually, the, one of the best ways to manage. Yeah, sure. I'll take a little bit more. It's one of the best ways to manage waste when uh, you don't have access to the city's plumbing system is a lagoon. Oh, because yeah. Because it leaches out and because it is filled with rainwater it stays somewhat yeah you, know, you isolate it and you don't I allow mean, it's not right under your house no but at the same time animals fall in people fall in things happen i just thought of people falling in animals i'm like yeah they're fucking stupid they're animals <coughs> yeah people kids stumble in them that's people, why most people, people people fall through ice in them you know like there's there's I've, there's there's problems that happen oh yeah but most most farmers as i know uh, sorry the farmers i know i can't say most because i don't i can't speak to it but the farmers i know they fence it off they're like hey yeah you see that over there <laughs> fucking no <laughs> nothing ever got past a fence <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think this is foolproof yep Yep. Next yeah. thing you know, half your herd is underwater in the lagoon because <laughs> they wandered over in the middle of... Why didn't the fence stop them? I don't know. That was foolproof. I guess that, yeah. No, that is my city slicker. I don't, I don't know slicker, but <laughs> as city as I am, uh, responsible. <laughs> like, no, they. I have seen fences. I have seen yes. <laughs> foolproof, like, hey, if you go past this point, maybe you're the idiot. And kids are dumb, too. Fair enough. But, I mean, like, waste management is a perpetual problem. Yeah. Like, it's it's one of the... J- j- so, much hum- so much human effort is put into solving that issue. Because, you know what? We don't want to fucking muck out latrines every couple weeks. No. Like, I... Well, that's I, why, that's why I, we I'm, have delegated looking, all our shit yeah. to the government or the plumber fairies. Yeah, the plumber fairies. I mean, like, this, this system of... Like indoor plumbing, flushing it, taking it away to treatment centers, all that is wonderful. Yep. Like the technology for dealing with human waste. I just realized how much I'm fantastic. I'm losing my mind. Okay. Two seconds. <coughs> In the middle of a podcast. In the middle of a podcast, I had to fix the lighting. You couldn't take no, it. No, my eyes hurt, man. It's okay. That's how I felt <laughs> reading a book. 
I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, uh, yeah. So, so anyway, what I'm what I'm saying is like I look at this differently. I'm like, kudos on these guys for trying to fix a complex problem that is maybe in some ways beyond them. Like, and they're looking for a technological solution that, I mean, like it maybe it was functioning great. Like oh may, yeah, maybe it decades. A, maybe it hit a point of stasis yeah. where it's like we aren't going to have to deal with that because it is. Yeah. Filtering out, seeping out. Like it's where like, like this has actually hit like a good equilibrium. Yeah. Problem solved. Maybe don't quite realize that there's issues with the roof above or stuff like that because yeah. history is filled to the brim with examples of solve one problem. Yeah. <laughs> discover another in relatively short order. That is, I mean, for all intents and purpose, uh, purposes, unforeseeable. Like this is the this is the battle between engineers and nature. Well, Thomas Sowell, have you heard this Thomas Sowell saying? There's no <coughs> such thing as solutions, only trade-offs. Mm-hmm. And I really do think that a lot of the stuff that we see as trade-offs, or we see as solutions, are actually trade-offs. We don't have a solution for our shit. We have a trade-off. Our trade-off is our time and money for dealing with city bullshit to give it to the government. We're going to give them time and money and all this shit. We we didn't solve our problem. We traded it off. It's, I mean, and they didn't a, even and they didn't even fully solve it because they still as, have to manage it. There's a, a management in system. A, in a sense, like we kind of hit a pretty good solution as a society. Yeah. Like being able to actually process human waste in some kind of manageable way. Yep. Like that is so much better than like a city the size of Fort St. John, even though it is a small city bordering on large town. Yeah. <laughs> Is, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, in some ways, like, there's more people here, more technology, more stuff than some of the great cities of, of ancient past. Yes. Well, and, and we're just one of many. Yeah. There's so many out there. <clears throat> what would happen if every city the size of ours, let alone one like Toronto or Mexico City or New York or anything like that, just literally had buckets of shit you had to, like cart everywhere or like oh, a yeah. big part of town over there where you just like trudged it all and had a toxic wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like the solution. Like I, I, I look at what exists now for like, we, yeah, we the hit technological advances. We, we hit a fucking solution. <laughs> it's, it's not just a trade off. Like, yeah, you're trading off certain things f- to make it work, but we actually yep. hit something that works. Yes. Yeah. So don't. So oh, like you. these guys are at like the bleeding edge of trying to figure out how to shit in your own home and not, and get away with it. Right? <laughs> and now right? we get to do it all like, the time. It's, it's not a thing like, oh, they fucking should have known better. No. How? No. How should they have known better? <laughs> we could say that in hindsight. Oh, yes. But like, no, like they were actually like trying to be like real engineers. Well, if you were to build a house in the country by yourself right now, the human shit aspect of it, you would have to be like, all right, there's no shitting inside. If, if, if it's just you middle of butt fuck nowhere... There's no shitting inside. Mm. I'd figure it out. I know. I know what I do. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Eat lagoon. Yeah, I would make yeah, a lagoon. You make a lagoon. It's yeah. easy. I'd know exactly what I do and how I do it. Yeah. But some people, they'd be like... Because I, my dad has built one. My grandfather has built one. Many of my uncles and aunts have one. Yeah. I've seen you people. I've seen people build one. A long like, lineage of lagoons. Yeah. Like, that's, that's something that, like, has been a part of my life for a long time. Like, yeah. I know exactly how to build a lagoon. Yeah, I don't. I just know that shit rolls downhill, <clears throat> find the lowest spot, 
that that's now your <laughs> that's that's your shit. Well, it just has that's, to be lower than where your house is. That's right. It doesn't have to be the lowest spot. Technically, you're going to build a berm, a berm. For it to contain. You're going to you're going you're not just don't forget about your. You're mic. not just finding a place that you think is going to be like I think that looks like a lake <laughs> <laughs> because it can't flow it can't flow anywhere. Yeah. It has to, yeah. Right? Like, and you have to build plumbing to it. Well, the clubhouse had one, right? So it's, it's just one of those things. It's going to get dealt with. Mm-hmm. And the way, the best way to filter it out is through rocks and everything else and just time and. Yeah. And I mean, like, there's some things now like leach fields, like, like, yeah, like. Oh, yeah. The, the two places that my parents and brother-in-law built had leach fields, which were a little buggy, but like, that's fucking amazing how. Yeah. You can shit for years into years. into not a lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> there is no lagoon. It's just a backyard, like literally under where your kids very, play. very green grass. <laughs> and the the your sewage flows through a couple tanks and into this leach field and then it's it's just, absorbed into the it's lawn. It's absorbed in not into the lawn. It's actually goes down more than up. Oh really? Huh. But it's, it, it's it does it in a way that just filters it through various stages in the in the leach field and filters a lot of stuff out. Yeah. It, it's 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 amazing. Little buggy, but like it's a huge technological step forward. Oh yeah. Stuff like that wouldn't have happened without these monks yes. <laughs> taking a step like this. Yes. This is step one of the leech field. So what yeah, <laughs> like what what this to me, I look at this and it's it's not an issue of like no, people need to know better. You need to handle your shit. Don't let it build up. I mean I agree with you, foresight is an issue, but as an engineering problem, yes. right? Like when you have... And that's a, why I wasn't trying, I'm, I'm trying not to go as hard, but because we, we stand on the shoulders of giants, as I've said a million times, there are things that we know nothing because of, we didn't earn any of it. We mm. didn't earn it. There's yeah. nothing I've done. Oh yeah, I have not researched how to build a lagoon. I know this because I stand on the shoulders of people that have figured out how to live on the land. That's right. And and so I'm again not ripping. I'm just thinking. I'm like ah, oh, these 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 are men I want to look up to. Maybe it is what it is. And you should look up to them. They solve yes. the fucking problem. I mean, well, I mean, they created another problem, but they're on the bleeding edge of figuring out a new way to do things. What if they were supposed to have a shit like they were predestined? Okay, we we'll get there later. <laughs> oh, I have come thoughts. On. I, I just got- thought of it. <laughs> I'm still I'm still want to talk about the engineering issue. All right, because like that is a that's an issue that you can have with any form of technology. Oh, look what's happening in Brazil. Look at what's happening in Florida. Look what the buildings completely collapsing underneath themselves because they're not well engineered. And so for them to have this <laughs> level of engineering is, it was sophisticated for its time. This was, yeah. this was revolutionary. This was, this is amazing. Yeah, exactly. And it's a human problem that we need to get to grips with is when you have a new a new technological outbreak or an outbreak or, or leap forward, you have to understand that your current infrastructure may not be set up to handle it. Yeah. Like that building was not set up to exist over over top of a cesspool. Yeah. You know? And they didn't really foresee how, what it would do to the wood. They didn't foresee that there would be this many people in this building at one time. Let like I mean the wood may not have been rotten. Yeah. It just may not have been designed for the weight. Yes. See, I you see, I thought it was directly above the cesspool. So I thought that the cesspool had affected the structural integrity of the 
of the it floor that it was may above. have, but there's no evidence that that's exactly what happened. Okay. See, I, 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 again, I projected from my understanding of the story and I'm like, oh, okay. They fell. It was multiple floor. floors. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know about the multiple floors. I thought maybe I was not paying enough attention to this problem. You got kids yeah. you're trying to re-listen to something. You're like ah, trying to absorb, but you're trying not to ignore the people. I know. There's honestly times where I'm like, I wish I could have a transcript of this. Like, I like listening to podcasts, but when you want to pull something specific out yep. to reference or think more about, it's really hard to like listen back and like try to get it. It, it would be nice to just be able to look and see and read. Yeah. That's why I want to get hard copies of books just so I'm, I'm not going to read them. But, but yeah, just but to like, have them for, to have, like, hey, like, so you can go back, you can highlight something, you can draw notes in, reference back to it, like yeah. trying to listen and then go back and then listen and then go back. Like that's really frustrating, really frustrating. Yeah. It's hard copies matter. I, I know. I'm starting to realize that. Yeah. As we're, as we're doing this, especially. Yeah. Like we're like. It's easy to listen to podcasts as entertainment, have a go in and out, or listen to an audiobook as entertainment, have a go in and out. But if you really want to meditate on something, yeah, like you almost have to like expose yourself to that very text several times. And yeah. if you're focusing specifically on one, it's really easy to have it in front of you to read and read again and read oh. again and read again instead of being like, oh, that, no, damn it, went back too far. Oh, no, fuck, no, not far enough, middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's... I, I, am, I am looking forward. I might be starting a new venture here in the new year and uh, it's going to involve <laughs> a lot more driving and you know what that means. More podcasts. More books. I, oh, I, books. I can listen to yes. books. Like there are books that I've wanted to listen to, but they, they take a certain level of attention that you need to be paying attention that, yeah, that where podcasts like, you can you can you can drawl through them and just be like, okay, I'm. It's true. Things that just don't matter. Some things I'll catch that are matter more than others, but books, there's so much more there, that there's more there there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Hopefully. Cool. So getting back to the shit. Ah, the shit. It made me think of the impending effects that artificial intelligence or more intelligent computing systems will have. Okay. How? Like, I guess I see it as analogous as analogous because there's an, like a new thing they could do and it's a powerful boon to your time. You don't have to invest in cleaning up shit. You don't have to invest time into dealing with it. You, you develop something to give you more time to do something else, which is what we're doing with, that's what technology is for. Well, it's what lights are for. Yeah. Right. Lights exactly. are a perfect example that, of that. That is what technology is. It's text, it's technology is techniques we do <laughs> or invent to automate parts of our lives to give us more time for other things. Yeah. And okay. And the more we do that to Have we talked semi- about lights on here? Yes, you did. With, okay. With Justin. Yeah, the the more we do that with semi-intelligent computing systems and the more intelligent stuff like that they get, yeah, it's like eventually there's come going to come to this point where you aren't able to control what happens next. There's going to be some sort of failure and it's going to drastically affect something, a place, a company, humanity. Yeah. You know, like that's not every technological thing is going to have the kind of dire consequences that like, you know, the internet getting a mind of its own is potential to do. Yes. Right. Like it's, so it's, it's a, it's this balancing act you have to do of, okay, this is a cool thing to do. 
can we think about all the ways for it to go wrong? I mean, you don't know what you don't know. You need to bring the most creative minds possible yeah. and sometimes the most pessimistic minds possible to bear on issues so that... The thing is, the negative so often outweighs the positive. When we think about the positive aspects of cars, the positive, everyone likes to think of the negative aspect of cars where we're, oh, we're not able to... They, they pollute the environment. The negative of them... They just do so much negative. They displace horses. When you think about the horses that were being not used anymore because they don't have any... Uh, they had an argument for horse-drawn carriages and cars don't have a mind of their own where horses have a certain level of self-preservation. <laughs> yeah. And cars don't have that. So, <laughs> And so now, and now they're trying to, pres- to preserve. inject that self-preservation into cars and are having a devil of a time with it yeah (laughs) my my argument is there's not enough lithium in the world to displace the petroleum the 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 positive effects of petroleum yeah very likely no i don't think i think that gas is at the same time far more efficient if but if the powers that be like just buy into it all the way yeah that creates just like a a really bad knock-on effect after or potential problem that they never saw that's going to be disastrous. Yeah. It's just, you gotta, you gotta be looking out for when, when your safe place is going to collapse underneath you. Yeah. And that's, that's, I'm worried that we're creating that with electric cars. Yes. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I'm not, not, I'm less worried about about petroleum uh, driven and vehicles right now because we have, we have, spent the time to make them as efficient and they're constantly becoming more and more efficient. Oh yeah, they're not as efficient as they can be. They can be and they will be more. Yeah, and they're making it cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. Literally they're, water and air coming out as opposed to fumes and everything else like the carbon dioxide that's coming out. Yeah. It's not nearly to the same level. But like we talked about this on our like hypothetical end of the world thing mm-hmm. and electric cars were one of, one of my <laughs> they were <laughs> one true. of my doomsday scenarios that's if you right. remember that one. That was a fun one. I really enjoyed yeah. that one. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, you believe it's... that you believe that the closer we become to more efficient, like plumbing, like light, like internet coming a mind of its own, will offset unnecessary tasks and stuff like that. Which is all well and good. It's all it's all well and good until it behaves in a way you don't want it to. Yeah. Which, unless you're always looking, unless you're always looking at the off chance it's going to do something different than what you intend, mm-hmm. it, it requires a tremendous amount of humility. Yeah. <laughs> like, things don't go our way all the time. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like, that's, yeah. I guess that's a fairly elementary point to make. Like, yeah, just as engineers keep your eyes to yeah. failure points. Yeah, and I think but don't let it deter you from from uh, engaging innovating. from innovating from engaging. Yeah. Like that's uh, part of what we do. That's, that's human nature. It really is. And and like like we said as bad as everything gets it's always getting better. Yeah. Everything's getting worse but everything's getting better cuz I believe the better offsets how bad everything is. The thing is the better things get physically the worse things get psychologically, and they there's no hardship in some people's lives, and you need to have a certain level of hardship. 
you ought to have some kind of struggle. And even if it's psychological struggle where you're working through problems or putting yourself against walls to, to see if they're real. Mm-hmm. And, and too many people have some surrounded themselves with weak walls. I heard about this one thing of um, parents telling their kids it's okay. You're okay. You get hurt. And a kid is like, I'm hurt. And it's like, you're okay. And it's like, they know they're not okay. No, fuck you. They're fine. They don't know what okay is. Because they don't know what not okay is. You might be hurt now, but trust me, you're fine. Oh, man, speaking of C.S. Lewis uh, and Narnia, of, <laughs> of all the things, <laughs> all right. there's a beautiful passage in The the Horse and His Boy. It's, it's one, of, one of them. Where there's a talking horse and guy riding it, and they were running away from they were running away from a threat from from a lion that was chasing them, and you know the ho- the narrator was saying it's like and they thought they were going they thought they were they were traveling with speed they thought they were galloping hard until the lion came, and then they realize no we weren't quite going as we weren't quite going as fast as we could. There's a there's a little bit more in us. <laughs> like, no, there is more in us, and and we're going to and we're going to do that now. Like, the when you think you're at your breaking point, all it takes is a little is a little fear, <laughs> yeah. sometimes or something to come to teach you. No, I'm not doing the best I can. Yeah, and like I, I love that little passage. Yeah, there's always more. You there's, always have. There's a always more. a little bit more in the tank, and unless you, f- unless your body literally fails you, <laughs> you know, in trying to push past it. Yeah, there is more, and so often we think, oh, I'm too tired for that. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm too exhausted. I, I am the worst for not pushing that little extra step more. You know, and and I really just should do it sometimes, you know, when in doubt, give more. That's, that's a, that's a quote I heard in a podcast. Where in your life do you feel like you're not giving as far as you could? Are you talking about physical, mental? Oh man, I think probably every, like, really like think about it. Are you pushing yourself to your utmost at everything you do? No. At anything you do? No. So, I mean, you asked me that question, like, no, I'm not. But, okay, where, where do you see it the most in your life? Okay, for me, uh, I, I love Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because it does put me to a physical limit of I'm going against somebody who is much stronger, much faster, much more technical than I am, and they're just whooping me. I'm getting mm-hmm. my ass beat every single week. But sometimes, sometimes I pull out a win. Sometimes I catch somebody. Sometimes I go against somebody else who they're going through what I was going through where I'm just whooping them. I went against this kid. I'm like, how long have you been doing it? He's like, three weeks. I'm like, okay, so I know to take it easy. Well, guess what he does? He goes and he gives it his all. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I think it's adorable because mm-hmm. he's giving it everything he's got. Well, I'm going to put him to the mat and I'm going to show him through my calm, without anger, without anything. I'm just doing it. And he, he, he'll get frustrated, yes, but he's going to see. It's like, hey, there there's so much more for me to learn. Mm-hmm. And so that is one way in which I push myself to a point where I'm like, okay, I fail here. Could I go harder? Yes, but will it help? No. If I just see, push but, harder, just pushing okay, harder fix the problem. No, it doesn't. And that's not the point. Yeah. The, the quote was, when in doubt, give more. Yeah. 
and it's. But I think I think. No, no let me finish my thought. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> in, in saying that, it's it's a, a filtering question, a tool. A, yeah. A, it's a thought tool. Like if you're if you're in a moment and you're like, okay, I'm done, and you're like, no, wait, just take a second and think. Am I really done, or am I not really done? Am I be just being lazy? Or did I hit a logical limit? Or is there something else that I need to give more time to? And like, if you can answer any one of those things affirmatively, confidently, all right, it's time to be done. But if you're like, ah, I don't know, maybe, maybe I could work a couple, like an extra half hour. I don't know. Maybe I should read a couple more pages tonight. I don't know. I could, I could go shovel the driveway. Or, I don't, but I don't really want to, but I could. Yeah. In those moments when you're caught in that, you know you can, but you're trying to justify not to. Yeah. Like when you're trying to sow seeds of doubt in yourself, just say, nope, here's the rule. I'm in doubt, do more. When in doubt, do more. Yeah. Okay. It's just a a tool to stop you from giving yourself that... That moment of self-doubt, that excuse to be lazy in a moment when you know it's just pure laziness. Yeah. Because I know there's a lot of people in our society, including myself, I'm not just deflecting in this, there's many people in our society and our culture that we've always, we always think we've done enough. It's like, no, I, I worked a solid eight hours today. I don't need to give more. Mm -hmm. Eight? I'm sorry, you're half done. You you've got another you got you got eight more hours of of, of day ahead of you, figuratively, literally, mm-hmm. yeah. and then you can if if you're going to give yourself eight hours sleep, yeah, you've got eight so, more hours. What are you going to do with that time? Yeah, ten, ten if you're me, eleven if you're me. Sorry, I I I, I sleep very little. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess you asked me a question like, where do you see it in your life where that rule could apply to the most? Yeah. And I think it's getting out of bed in the morning. I think that's the time when I either succeed or fail in a day. Yeah. And I do it all the time. I'm the worst at it. Like, you know, sleeping in or choosing to get a couple extra Z's or... Five five more minutes. Five five more minutes. Five more minutes. Like... 20 times. Don't... I don't fucking need it. All it is, is me craving more of the enjoy, joyful feeling of being sleepy or going to sleep or not it's, wanting to put the effort in. But It is. Not put it, wanting to put the effort into getting out of bed to go do a devotion in the morning. Yeah. To pray a rosary, to go start my truck on time so I'm not scrambling in a cold vehicle to get to yeah. work. Like, uh, leaving it, uh, leaving it 10 after to yeah. get there at eight o'clock. <laughs> Things <laughs> like that are the death of my day. Yeah. In that always exists in that moment of self-doubt. It's very, very rarely, it does happen where you like just legit sleep through everything and you wake up, you're like, oh boy, okay, oh, gotta run. Like, Especially when you got other people relying on you like, too. When you got people relying on you, that that's when it's the hardest, when you're like, somebody is yeah. relying on me to be there on time. When you don't have somebody relying on you to be there on time, it becomes a lot easier. Like, I'll make it up on the back end. I'm, I'm a make yeah. it up on the back end oh, kind yeah, of guy. Oh, yeah, 100%. But then I realized, like, oh, making up on the back end is stealing time from Mac and Carissa. Yeah. Or it's or it's stealing time from tomorrow 
when the thing that I should have got done today, I wasn't able to because I had to be home at a certain time. Yeah. Like, and yeah, like that was, that was Especially as an independent contractor as you are, like somebody who works for yourself. Yeah. Like sometimes there's, there's a, there's a set amount I need to get done in a day so that tomorrow works. Yeah. So that tomorrow isn't just five minutes of work and then, okay, now everything, now, now this is drying and I can't really do anything more on it. Yeah. So I have to get that done before I can go home. And if I fuck around in the morning, that means. You rob, you rob yourself. I rob myself of my evening with my family or I rob myself of a productive day tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that there's no excuse for it other than it's me choosing the opposite when in doubt do less. Yeah. You are, you are, um, how do they put it? Somebody, I don't remember who said it, but you, you are (sighs) investing in what you want, not in what you need kind of thing. You're, you're not, you're, you're not investing in the future. But that's the thing. Like. I want to succeed. You're, you're investing I in the present. I want my evenings. It's, it's, I don't, it's like that Paul thing. I don't do what I want. <laughs> I do what I hate and I hate what I do. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, all it is, is just willpower. It's just my will choosing to do the lesser rather than the greater. Yeah. But like what you're saying, like being like rolling jujitsu, you're making, you're active, you're present in that. As long as you're being honest with yourself yep. and you're making prudential judgments all the time, which is one of the great things about it. Yeah. Is, oh, and, and I've been choked out. Yeah. And uh, there's like, times where you could be like, oh, okay, could I, could I let my elbow stretch back a little bit further in order to, that, that's in order to win, in order to win this he, practice match. In that case, no, don't do more. He won't break in my that, arm. In, yeah. In he that case. Won't. Oh shit. He broke my arm. In that case, you tap and then you go back to the drawing board. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, I mean, I guess you could be a guy in jujitsu and just always, and always suck. Like yeah, you, you could, could. Just, you could just not want to get better. You could tap every time you're in a sticky situation and then not figure you're it you're out. You're not growing. You're yeah. Not, not practice that thing that you got wrong. Yeah. It's like, there's like one thing like GSP, like when he saw something that sucked in a match that he did, that's all he would practice until he got it. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. He tapped, he tapped in practice. Yeah. But Instead of just being like, no, I can muscle my way through this, he tapped prudently and then went back to the drawing board and figured it out. He engineered it correctly and then he yeah. went into the cage for his real fights and fucking won. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking won and won and won and won and won. And he would constantly and, do that. He would like, where did I fail? Where did I go wrong? Yeah. And and sort of bleeding everywhere because that's just all he did near the end. <laughs> just, a slight breeze and he's bleeding. I guess you probably just get to that point where like some, tissue, some of those scar tissues, they just don't hold, they're not no, elastic that's, as they that's used to be. That's your weak point. That's yeah. your weak point. The scar is the tough point. Skin's the weak, the, the tough point. And then that, that joint where it comes in and just a slight breeze would make him bleed. Yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of that of. So there you get to prudentially choose when to do less, but that is an active choice and you're making the correct one. Yeah. And you need to, you need to, because if you don't, you, you don't grow. Mm-hmm. If you're not making the right t- choice, you're not growing. There, there's two things you do in jujitsu. You tap or you, sorry, you, uh, you win or you, you learn. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's, there's two options. I guess if you're just tapping, then you're and you're not learning. You're you're not doing jujitsu. I guess there's also situations where let's say you're you're struggling, you're trying to get a takedown, and you'd be like, okay. Uh, oh, I'll let him take me down now, or yeah. this is hard. I'm not going to do this anymore. Or you could be like, no, I'm going to get that, that extra 5% yeah. of surge right now and push and get the single leg. Like that could be a moment where when in doubt, do more would benefit a guy. Yeah. Well, look at, look at the tournament that I went into. I went into a tournament and I had an expedition, expedition fight against somebody who was bigger than me, stronger yeah. than me, uh, not better. <laughs> he, he was stronger and, and bigger, but he wasn't better. And all I had to do was wait. There was a, there was a there was a certain game that I had to play with him where I was like, okay, is his limitation the same as mine? No. All I got to do is wait and wait and wait, and just looking for the opportunity. Still defending myself. Still getting hit. Still getting hurt. Like things were happening. My my feet came out just red because the guy's wearing shoes. He was wearing like grappling shoes. Because he had a broken toe and he hadn't, he's like, oh, I don't want to hurt my toe. I'm like, tape it up. Call her good. Come on, let's go. <laughs> but no, he wanted to wear shoes. Well, guess what? That created a leverage point in which I could hang on to him. That was my point. And so I had to just wait, wait, wait and do whatever I could to survive. I am, I was under pressure. This guy was so much stronger because sometimes brute strength beats skill. Oh yeah, especially when it comes to size. If you are smaller than a guy, and 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 they're stronger in every way, yeah, you could get beat. It doesn't matter how skilled you are. Do you know how do you make a black belt or brown belt? Punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> there is a certain level of it doesn't matter how skilled you are if the guy out muscles you and he can just grab you and choke you without effort. So that was my my thing, and what I did is, is I had to wait and and push myself because I could have just given up. Be like he's bigger. What am I going to do? He's bigger than I am. Or <laughs> I could just be like, no, let's see where he's at. Oh, he's strong. Okay, let's see if he can lock anything. Oh, he's not quite locking things the way that he could. And just waiting and waiting and just looking for the opportunity. And so I'm putting myself against this wall and looking for looking for a foothold. And I, Okay, I was thinking about this a little while ago. I'm going to change topics a little bit. Sorry yeah. about this. Um... Foothold. I was talking. They were talking about spiritual foothold. No, they weren't talking about spiritual footholds. They were talking about Satan coming into your life and trying to derail it in a lot of mm -hmm. ways. And there's a lot of opportunity in this podcast for it to get derailed and 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 pulled off course and be like, "Hey, you're canceled. You're saying something too much." And I really do feel like the only reason that we've been able to go for almost a year now is because we haven't given a whole lot of footholds. We haven't given a whole lot of opportunity for someone to come and say, hey, you guys said this, and then turn around and did this. It's like, no, we're just guys talking. We've kept the bar nice and low. <laughs> nice and low. And we're just being us. <laughs> and we're just being we're us. Not we're not pretending to be influencers. Yeah, we're not on Instagram trying to make ourselves famous. We, <sighs> I don't have time for that shit. You, I don't. I, I'm busy being a blue-collar guy. I'm literally working. If I spent all my time on Facebook trying to do that, it wouldn't be genuine. Yeah. It's weird to think if we tried to grow the podcast, we would ruin the podcast. Right? <laughs> so you need to grow it for us. <laughs> do your fucking job. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just something I thought. Anyways, <laughs> didn't want to derail too much, but at the same time, 
it was something I was thinking about today or uh, on Sunday. So, yeah. Yeah, giving yourself points of failure in life. Oh, yeah. Which and is another engineering problem. Well, it's, the human digestive system is a failure problem. I'm sorry, but it's like we have done as much with the shit that we have in our body. We've got all the kind of stuff out. Now it needs to be gone away. <laughs> shit is a fail point. It's like we can't do any more with this. Get rid of it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's just part of biology. Yeah, it's it's fine. You got to be okay with it, because <laughs> if you're not, you got real problems. Oh, okay. You're you're um. Catholic light. Can I can I say that? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Okay, uh, the the um, <laughs> that's evil. <laughs> and nobody poops. Not even your mother, except for you. And that's pure evil coming out of you. Oh, uh, that was the Family Guy line. <laughs> that's right? a Family Guy. It's like, oh, we're at a library. We're looking at children uh, potty training books. We've got one. Oh, one. Catholic. No, yeah, everybody poops. Okay, yeah. Um, everybody poops too. All right. Um, oh, oh, the Catholic version. Um, oh, what was it? Everybody poops. No, nobody poops but you, and yeah. it's pure evil coming out of you. That's right. Nobody poops but you, but that is concentrated evil coming out of the back of you. Yeah. All right. So every joke comes with a <laughs> grain of truth. Uh, have you found in any of your learnings of the Catholic faith? Uh, any kind of truth to that? Where Any kind that, of, where that kind of comes from? I don't know, because like a lot of Family Guy's humor is, it's it's not that clever. No. Uh, however, I think it would just be like there's a common there's there's kind of a a trope, like there's something called Catholic guilt. Uh, yes. Which is <laughs> is it's just a trope where like people say it's a common thing that people put extra shame on others which i don't know maybe was a thing at some point or maybe is a thing in some circles but i mean like i see i see shame everywhere yeah so it to me, it's it's not a specifically catholic thing in my book no no they but, just they just they highlight yeah it. there's there there is a trope called catholic guilt and it's where older people try and say everything that younger people do is shameful in order to make them behave better or think worse of themselves. And it's, I don't know, like, in my experience thus far, like, that joke is, I mean, it's funny. Yes. But at the same time, it's not rooted in any kind of reality. Yeah, it's not not, it's not at, backed by any literature that you least, know of. Yeah, at least not in anything that I wouldn't see just as much in any other circle. Yeah. Okay, because uh, there's something to be said about the Puritan mindset that, that they carried for so long of... But the Puritans uh, weren't Catholic. No, no, they, they were weren't. very much anti-Catholic. <laughs> yes. Like, that was like the Protestants' Protestant. Oh, you're not Protestant enough. <laughs> we're the real ones. Yes. That's what the Puritans were. Yeah, we're... Uh, it got anything that goes wrong in your life is God punishing you for something you've done, even if you don't know you did it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and I I think that's a really sad thing. It's like, oh, you you must have done something. Just assume you've done something wrong, because God wouldn't punish you unjustifiably. He's God. He's perfect. You're not. So just assume it's you. And it's like, or or shit happens. <laughs> Yeah, and like maybe maybe it's it's a rip 
on the Augustinian idea of original sin or of total depravity. But like I can I can maybe see Seth MacFarlane looking at that doctrine and being like, oh, yep, Catholics believe everything people do is bad, <laughs> you know, and being like, well, why why isn't poop just concentrated shit coming out of the back of you? Because obviously you're totally depraved anyway. Yeah. But that's literally a doctrine that Christians hold all across the board, except for maybe the Eastern Orthodox. Like every... Just taking your camp right out of it. Just... <laughs> No, but again, no, that's not my sorry. camp. I'm not anything. <laughs> I know you're just at least not you're, yet. <laughs> you're you're the most non-domination uh, denominational person I know. You're like I'm not even I'm nothing. I'm like <laughs> I'm I'm nothing yet. Yet I know I'm not Protestant, but I'm also not Orthodox or Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> just just searching for searching. A, yeah, I'm searching. Uh, yeah. They you should know, just make that a denomination. I am a searcher. But I, you I have think, to, as long as you're conscientiously doing it, yeah. the second you stop, you're like going to camp. That technically is a, that technically is a delineation. We like. They just don't grow. They just like, don't gather. Yeah. I, I don't know. But like, I got the sense that a lot of that, not religious, but searching or Christian and searching with non-dominational sort of thing is it's kind of an excuse for people to just be lazy and just kind of be like, I've got my Bible. I'm good. Yeah. I don't, mm, I don't like that. I don't. No, I mean, it's in that point, time. it's like, oh, so you're saying you're the infallible interpreter of Christian. <laughs> oh, you're a tiny Pope. Good. You're just as good as the Catholics as the Catholics. All right. <laughs> How are you better than actually just admitting you have a Pope than just saying you're it? <laughs> All so, I need is me and my Bible. No, fuck you. That's, that's kind of what you do sometimes, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that being said, I, I do try and, it, I do try and temper my interpretations with tradition. Yeah. And look for, is this, is there um, a viable is there is this a viable train of thought? Mm-hmm. Like, I really do think I, that's I expl- why it's I explore so- things, but there's some things where I'm like, I don't think this is something that I can accept because it's not logical. Yeah, I can see a way for it to work, but no Christians ever have thought this. No, I don't think I can go that way because then it's just me saying it because yeah. I feel like it or because it seems fun or countercultural. I got to let that one go. Yeah. Um, now I do I do appreciate your your earnesty in this because you're like no I'm I'm searching I'm learning I still there's a lot of things I don't know where a lot of people they'll be like no I I know things and I, I really do think that's the import this highlights the importance of not being the judge not trying to be the judge not trying to be like God where you're like oh I can judge by your action it's like no God looks at your heart. And so as long as I defer that to him, be like, I'm just going to be your friend. I'm going to be here for you. I love you. You're great. But at the same time, God looks at your heart. God knows. I don't need to sit here and tell you, hey, you're not doing things right. You're not going to my church every Sunday at 10 o'clock. And it's, now, that being said, I am more than willing to be critical of people. <laughs> yeah, because if but, you say something dumb, yes. I have no problem responding. <laughs> 
Hey. Not it's not a. It's like oh, I'm not gonna judge you because I don't know. Oh no, that, that's not what I mean. <laughs> oh, we gonna judge. We gonna judge hard <laughs> while simultaneously realizing you may very well be going to heaven. But this thing you said it makes you no. Nope. Like, that's <laughs> this is wrong. I, you know, God's gonna purge this thing out of you. I'm pretty sure about yeah. that. <laughs> well, but at the same time, He looks at your heart and yeah. He'll tell you how fucked up. You are. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I can tell you, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, I don't know, man. We haven't really done an update to the deconstruction episode, have we? No. We're flirting with it. We're flirting bit, with it. we'll say that for another day. Oh, we have to. Um, I, I guess we could tease next week's episode really quick. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Next week's episode, we are having on uh, my cousin, my cousin, my cousin, <laughs> Jesse. I, I merged, I've never I merged, merged cousin, cousin and Jesse into Jesse. one word. Cousin. Hey, cousin. Hey, cousin. Oh, I, that may stick. <laughs> well, Liam, if he comes on twice, the first time we treat him all nice and polite and shit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're having my cousin on. His name is Jesse. And, uh, yeah, he's got, uh, a story to tell. He's got an experience that he's been through. Yeah. That was... Sparked by listening to the cults episode. Yes. Um, I don't want to give away anything today. I'm going to let them be his words. Yeah, definitely. We won't give too much away. But with that being said, I was trying to get him to listen to our podcast. Like I keep running into him in town and I'm like, hey, have you listened yet? Because I know he's a podcast guy because he used to have one apparently. Yeah, he did. He had, it was about financials. Like, cause he's in like a financial group. He does financial planning. And, he just, he and just couldn't do it anymore because insurance it, and yeah, his, the, the, business that he was working through was like, no, you, you can't represent us. We pay people to represent us. You can't be giving away this information. I, I had a little meeting and, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah. So they couldn't continue doing it well. Simultaneously, he listened to podcasts and I'm like, Hey, have you listened to ours? And he's like, ah, I, I want to, but there's a lot of podcasts out there. I don't know what it is about the cults episode that caught him. Maybe he just saw it and he's like, I'm going to listen to that one. Cause you got him on Facebook. You or share, maybe he I started listening to them every now and then, and then caught that episode. Yeah. But Either anyway, way. so that episode he hit he hit us up specifically. He said that one has it struck a nerve. Struck a nerve. Yeah. And I think I need to do the podcast if you'll let me. And I mean, fuck yeah. If you if you tell us you want to do the podcast, we're gonna find a way. But it helps a lot if you can come sit and have a drink with us. Yes, it does. Because it, Zooms the, don't, like, we're going to be doing another Zoom as well here in the next couple of weeks. And they're great and everything, but it's not the same. Um, and some conversations can't be had that way. No. So if you're sitting there waiting and you know who you are, there's a couple of, there's, there's I think, at least two of you. But that okay. are waiting for your time to shine. But those are ones that are going to happen in person. We're just all going to have to be patient. With that being said... <laughs> There are some people, I love you. I really do. You're great people. You may not have the gift of gab to actually fill the time and the space and the story. Maybe you just don't speak in a way that you've heard us go. The, our lulls. What have we had? Like three seconds? I mean, you took a moment to like change the lighting in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> that was awkward and as I fuck. And I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> you have a hat on, mister. You didn't need Not going to lie. Fixed. That was an awkward lull. It was an awkward lull and it was unintentional. And I apologize for it slightly because I don't <laughs> actually care. But if you want to come on this podcast, but you don't have. Not not everybody that wants to will, will. get to. But if I've told you, 
yeah, you're coming on the show. Trust me. Trust me. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Unless the show goes down in flames before you sit in that chair opposite us, it's going to happen. Yeah. We we look forward to everyone that we get to have on because it's fun. I, I really... It's work not to have people on now because it's like, oh, we could bring this person on. Mm-hmm. Because there's some people you're like, yeah, we could totally sit down and have a drink or chat or whatever. And it's like, yeah, hey, maybe or, we should or just somebody chat. has like somebody has just like an interesting thing going on in their life or yeah. like a, a unique scenario they've been through that you're like, okay, I want to I I want to probe that. We've never had that conversation, but we're going to, and we're going to do it in front of literally ones of people across the internet. <laughs> Tens of hundreds. <laughs> Tenths of hundreds of people. With that being said, one of our listeners that's on YouTube is like, hey, you guys should have an atheist on. And I'm like, yeah. We know. Do we have we've... listeners on YouTube? Yeah. We have comments on YouTube? Yeah. And I responded to, to them and from everything. from somebody that you know? No, I have no idea who the fuck they are. Oh, Okay. I mean, we've had, we've had Vanilla Will on. Vanilla Will. But no, somebody uh, else. I guess he would maybe be agnostic. He's, ask a, him. he's an agnostic. I would call him an agnostic. Yeah. Maybe even, a, I don't know about a Christian. I believe, personally, I believe that he is somebody who believes in the God of the Bible while simultaneously not adhering to everything that the Bible says. That's a question I want to ask him. Yeah. Specifically. That, and this is just my view on him yeah. and my understanding. This does not reflect on him directly. I mean, this is just my understanding yeah. of I, just I mean, the way his, I view his, his life. Uh, this is my judgment call yeah. on the way that he's living. Yeah. I would really want to uh, I, have uh, a I conversation with him where I question him on his <laughs> flirtation with apostasy. Are we going to call it uh, what the fuck will? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, I say apostasy not as a demeaning word because I did. You are an apostate <laughs> I of was sorts. At was at one yeah. point an apostate. So this is it's I, not a negative I just, connotation. I hate the, wor- I hate the fucking is. word deconstruction so I refuse to use yeah. it as a Yeah, because apostate's so much better. It's more accurate. <laughs> more, it is more accurate. <laughs> it's more accurate and it does not assent to the postmodern oh. assumption that nothing means anything. Postmodern. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a postmodern word. It really is, and it carries with it postmodern connotations, and is that whole thing of oh, I'm deconstructing yeah. as if you have the ability so to, to pull apart everything and then just kind of be what you want when you feel like it is, or or say you're a Christian, but I don't really buy into the resurrection or, or oh. things like that. Right. Like that's, I'm a Christian, but I don't really believe God's real or Jesus was a man. Yeah. I'm like, a Christian, but I've, I don't believe I've the deconstructed Bible. well enough to know that it's about my morality and how I treat others. Like if, when, when, cause that's kind of the thing that this whole ex-evangelical deconstruction movement has kind of just settled on. It's just yeah. being a, it's pretentious being a pretentious douchebag. lefty fuck. <laughs> It's got to be a leftist Sorry, well. fuck. <laughs> you, hey, you got to be at peace with being a leftist fuck. Yeah. I think of all people I've ever known, he's the most authentic and at peace about it. Like, I have nothing but respect for him. Yeah. You know, uh, so I don't mean that to be derivative, even though I called you a lefty fuck. <laughs> but we would say the, it to your I, face. I, you know I, we would. I don't respect the movement, and I don't... Re- I, I think I think it carries a lot of baggage with it. it yeah, does. it carries a lot of baggage with it. And even though the experience I went through dealing with it was a real thing I was experiencing, I, I will say in retrospect, 
there was a lot of being caught up in the current and maybe it not being as intellectually honest as I thought it was at the time. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. Like, even, even if I struggled with it... You're it, under a certain level of influence. That's yeah, the thing. There was a level of influence and there was a level of of being intrigued and and... <laughs> And willing to go see what's on the other side. And, yeah. You know, like it's, the, there is, there is intellectual sense that I made to go that direction. Yeah. And, and so when I say that I want to bring on an atheist or when somebody else says, hey, you should bring on an atheist. I think it, it becomes a little bit harder to find somebody who is intellectually consistent and an atheist. I think anyone who's intellectually consistent will find themselves to an agnostic point of view. But at the same time, I would love to have one on. I'm not I'm not saying it, all atheists are intellectually con- inconsistent. I just, it's, in our locale, it's a lot harder to find one. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot harder to find somebody that isn't just like, at least here, that isn't just like, no, nah, I was religious, or no, nah, I fucking hate religion. Can I yeah. have another beer, please? Yeah. Like, it's, like, <laughs> I, I don't know many philosoph- philosophically. Philo- philosophically minded people who just don't believe in God. Yeah. And don't believe. Not even a, not believe in God. They don't just believe like, there's a possibility for God. Everybody I know that isn't a Christian or part of another religion is in some way adjacent to spiritual or somehow spiritual or agnostic don't know if it's true open to it if 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 something really strikes me as a strong argument but right as of right now i'm not on your team like those are the people i know i don't know any hardcore atheists no because most of them who hang out with us long enough stop being hardcore atheists yeah i mean i know a few that are like yeah i'm an atheist and then a little while after they're like I was yelling at God the other day. I'm like, good, fucking, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I th- I think that perhaps the the hardcore materialist movement that has been on the rise for a couple hundred years and kind of culminated in the 90s and early 2000s with, like, the new atheists, like, the strong materialists, the, the philosophers... I mean, well, Dawkins isn't a philosopher. No. He's a biologist and a very fucking good biologist, but a poor yep. philosopher. Yes, he is a poor philosopher. <laughs> I was going to say he's he's far too angry to be a good philosopher. <laughs> but, like, Hitchens, phenomenal arg- like phenomenal mind. Yeah. Brilliant arg- arguer. Great at deconstructing arguments, looking at them, finding the faults. But he's and not he, in our locale. We're not, we're not well, getting him on. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was, no, I was thinking of somebody else. Uh, oh, uh, Sam Harris. Sam Harris. I was thinking yeah. of Pat Sam I mean, Harris yes. in my mindset. Sam Harris, very much hardcore atheist, even though he's got very new agey, but is also very just straight yeah. up materialist. He's having hard. He likes to disconnect his Jewish heritage and upbringing from his moral understanding or moral influence. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I mean, he does try and put together actual arguments yeah. no, uh, no, without no. being disingenuous and without lying. Yeah. Uh, but like those guys and like a lot of their followers are becoming less prominent in culture. They are waning in favor of 
more nuanced people. <laughs> and in some ways, that is making the arguments harder because there's more squishiness. Yep. But I think... I this, think the internet's made everyone very squishy. Very squishy, yeah. The, the spiritual but not religious or the agnostics are going to be the group of people that is going to run the day in the upcoming... Yeah. If if like, we, like I would hard, love. I, I think, would love. To I honestly think. I honestly think that hardcore atheism is going to be uh, a quality of the blue collar in the next couple de- decades, rather than uh, rather than a traditional faith. Huh. I think that, that that's going to invert. So with that being said, we got to find ourselves. I, I I would I would still love to have an atheist on here. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. If if the right guy shows up, who's like, no, I don't know. I believe there's no God. Uh, I'm willing to back it up. I'm willing to have to a discussion, shoot the shit, shoot to talk the shit. philosophy, like hundred percent. Yeah, we we're literally sitting here drinking bourbon and scotch, and yeah. we're. I mean, obviously if, not. If, if somebody, if somebody bags. at the level of Chris Date who has some notoriety, notoriety has like a uh, an actual like platform that they that they speak on, and like is does this that does what we're doing at a higher level yeah wants to come on i don't know who that is but if somebody reaches out and says <laughs> hey i want to come on your podcast and yeah and debate with you guys atheism versus it w- theism it would be better if he was I'd locale but if you want to do it through zoom we'd no, still do it. like the yeah. one we did with chris over zoom was great for what it was it's not the way that i want to shoot the shit with somebody yeah but somebody where you're giving somebody a platform to like okay Spell out for me what you believe, and we'll react to it, and, re- and be very focused. Yeah, fine. That works perfect yeah. for that. I, I do look forward to having Chris back on too. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, I, I messaged him this other, the other day, and I'm like, oh, just I, I saw a meme and thought of him, and I messaged it to him just to, yeah, I miss the guy. I don't know why. I barely know him, but I'm like, ah, oh, he was. But he had he's a such gun. a good so hang. Good had dude. a gun in <laughs> Washington State. Fuck yeah. He's, he's my kind of guy. I'm like, ah, I would love to have him up here. Like, actually yeah. have him up here in the pothole and just. What, eh. Which episode did that guy comment that we should have an atheist on? Uh, was it on the Chris one? or was it, it might have been on the Chris date one. might have been a different one. I got to take a look. It was some chick, actually. I don't oh, know. Okay. I, I don't stalk people too hard because. But somebody on our Chris date uh, episode that we released, they were really happy to see. Um, a couple regular guys actually chat with him. He's like, I've heard Chris date. I really like this one because it was just a couple of guys shooting the shit with him and talking. I know we don't have a whole lot of comments because we don't, yeah. but it was nice to see somebody <laughs> I, I actually listened, say. I listened back onto that one and there's a couple moments where you and I were trying to formulate an appropriate question to ask him. <laughs> and you could tell, it's just like, it was like a diesel engine that hadn't got fresh Warmed oil yeah, in yeah, a couple yeah. years. It was like, it's like, I wanna, can I, and then we'd squeak out a convoluted question. I'm like, fuck, I know what we were trying to get at, but in that moment, <laughs> we could not play on that level. Yeah. That was, uh. Like there was a couple of good questions that we did get out, but I think like when I think pre-planning the, the, too much the, was it was our detriment. Like me trying, know. like there was a couple questions that we had that we had pre-planned that just came out naturally. Okay, and there's a couple of them that we kind of like we thought of in the middle of it. We're like, oh, I want to ask a question. How do I get from here to there? And then we just 
<laughs> yeah, that we just sounded like total dumbasses <laughs> trying to ask <laughs> ask a question, not answer a question, not provide knowledge, yeah. not struggle to provide knowledge. Just ask the appropriate question is harder than it looks sometimes. Yes. Every I've had okay, I'm pretty sure you've had this where people message you it's like, Hey, you should have said this or hey, I was listening and I feel like you missed some points here or there. And I'm, at, at this you point know what? I'm a shut I the have, fuck up. I have not got any of that. I have, but it won't say from oh. family. I have people come to me, it's like, oh, well, you missed it here. Oh, you missed it there. And I'm like, how about you fucking do your own? No offense. It's a conversation. Guys. Not a a planned out debate. Yeah, I didn't write any of this stuff down. I'm literally. Is there anything specific to. No, I I got nothing specific because. I feel feel like we should pull up your PM list and go through those those things. No, they were literal phone calls. Oh, okay. (laughs) They actually called and they're like, hey, fucker, you swear enough on your podcast. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I could talk like this to you. I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't sound right coming out of your mouth. <laughs> See, it sounds, I'm not saying natural, but authentic. Oh, natural. <laughs> Where when I, when I, when I'm speaking the way I speak, I'm not trying to swear for swearing sake. I'm just speaking. Where when they did it, they were like, oh, you've, you've gone out of your way for this one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm loving about this one? Because we got out the actual content of what we wanted to talk about fairly quickly. And now we're doing all of our bullshit on the back end. So people that have already. Hey, we got front and back, man. We got both front and back. We we got, we got a little bit on the front and then we're like, oh, shoot. shoot So now at this point, if you're listening to this, it's because you're a sadist and a glutton for punishment. Yeah. But, uh. We teased our last episode. Oh, we got Kirk coming on. The, uh, the guy who did our. Kirk, the motherfucking River Wells. (laughs) Riffmaster from out east. I don't even know how much he listens to this. Creator of the most epic intro music in the history of podcasts. The master of the blues riff. The cracker of beer. The loader of rifles. Chris fucking Wells will be on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, so we got him coming on. <laughs> And do you uh, know what I'm thinking of? Okay, we I've got never, I, I, I've only met Chris once, but I already Kirk. love the guy. Kirk. <laughs> Call him Chris. You're Sorry, Chris, Chris Dave. Dave. I'm thinking Chris Dave. Kirk. I've only met him once and we've dealt with each other a couple times over PM. Yeah. Uh, but. He's a good dude. Yeah. You, just, I wish the, you knew how fact, good he was. The fact that he did that, that uh, piece of music for us and has been a supporter of the podcast. He was one of the reasons I got into this. Like yeah, we were having like conversations and he's like, why the fuck don't you have a podcast? Like you should have a pod. Like just yeah. because the conversations him and I would have. And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not sure there's a person in the world that I have interacted with this little yet have this much love for. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I get it. I understand where you're coming from. So we got Kirk coming on. We got Jesse coming on. I'm hoping to have Chris Date back on. Uh, we're looking for an atheist. Will, we're going to have back on. Love you, man. Uh, we're going to have just uh, Justin. Bam. We got to have oh, him back 100%. on. Oh, 100%. He's our fucking DS. He, he is, is our... the DS to our Rogan. <laughs> he is the crazy man with the history of, 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 uh, a shit talk, just shit, stories, just stories and shit that he's been through from living a wild ass life that Mike and I look we at got to and hang out like, with him on what su- the hell? <laughs> we got to hang out with him Sunday. He had more stories. I'm like, shit, we can't even say these ones, but they're so good. <laughs> I know. I think maybe he's even got stories that don't pass the, you know, what is that, uh, Statues of limitations. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> no, there are there are stories in which we're like we're editing <laughs> this shit one. one, and then we're gonna have my buddy Aaron on, the guy who taught me jujitsu. Yeah, we're gonna have him on. 
with Justin, it's going to be great. <laughs> I know, we've been teasing talking about Flat Earth for forever, but I think that's the one we're going to pull the trigger on. Yeah, we uh, it's we got to get one more mic stand in here. I know we had four last time, but I had to borrow a mic stand to do it. Um, <clears throat> I got a beat on one right now. I don't know. I'll just fuck Justin. We'll make him carry a hold one. Just sit. <laughs> I'll stand very I, still, Justin. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I'll I'll, I'll be the one to, to hold that. To burden. hold it right up to his mouth. No, no. Like a, to like hold a the mic for my snout, myself. Myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll give him one of these ones. Uh, but yeah, so we're good. We have big plans, and we have big plans. We have little plans. Sometimes we have no plans, but we oh, make yeah. it work. It is. <sighs> I'm amazed at how consistent this has been. Even mean, like tonight, okay, we we're, were literally releasing this tonight. <laughs> yes. So you were hearing it the night of or day after, the depending on your commitment. Podcast. If you are as committed as we think you might, no, you're not. You're hearing this tomorrow. No one's listening to this tonight. <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap it up. Pass me the thing for for for, uh, for Kirk. Oh, I, I want to read. I want to read the outro today. All right, it'll be on you. Uh, God bless. Don't be a dick. That music was brought to you by Kirk the Riffer Wells from Liquid State Audio, guitarist, producer, and mixing engineer. That was chocolate as fuck.